Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The third season of the original sports web series, The Sports Walk, is underway. The YouTube hit is giving away a $50 Amazon gift card to one lucky viewer of the show or a listener of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Who knows? It could be you. All you have to do is enter the gift card giveaway contest. Look, it's easy, and there are multiple ways to enter, including subscribing to the Sports Walk YouTube channel, liking the show on Facebook, or following on Twitter or Instagram. For more information, visit the giveaway link in the description info for this episode. Good luck as the contest ends August 15, 2019. From the Gotham Podcast Studio, episode 92 of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, Dexter Henry Braun Fonseca. Yeah. Got some guests with us today. We do. As we've been doing a lot lately. Uh, first timer here on the podcast, our man Anthony Rushing, yeah. a writer for New York Sports Day. Anthony, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. It's good to be here. Good. I like, everything's good with you except for that Yankee hat. I know. I know. <laughs> Look, it, it was strategic, man. It was strategic. Because <laughs> you knew we were talking Mets today. I, exactly. You, you, you knew we were going to talk some Mets, so you came up with the Yankee hat. Yeah, yeah. Let me just turn it around. Because I get asked all the time, like, uh, who are you, a Mets fan or a Yankee fan? But I write about the Mets. Yep. So I'm like, if I bring the Met hat, everybody's going to swear I'm a homer. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. So you so, can't have that look. But don't yeah. you write about the Yankees, too? I do write about that. Oh, 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 you so you're a homer, man. Not, not as often. <laughs> That's why I went black. I ain't, I ain't go to the traditional. You thought nobody was going to notice? So, I tried, man. So that makes, I, it, I a new, that makes it just a regular New York hat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just a New York yeah. hat. I guess, I, guess, <laughs> I guess we'll let them sign that. Our other guest, uh, Jamal Murphy, been on here a couple times recently from the Bros Podcast. Also, you can see some of his writing on the Undefeated. Jamal, what's up, man? What up? Great to be here, of course. Yeah, yeah. Good, good to have you guys here. All right, so we said we're going to talk some... Mets, we haven't talked some baseball here in a while. Wait, real quick trivia question about the the black trivia. Uh, the black Yankees uh black Yankee hat. <laughs> uh. Of the four members of Slaughterhouse on the first album cover that they had, who wore the black Yankee hat? I believe it was Crooked Eye. No. Mm. Huh. Jamal, any don't, guesses? Don't know. Anthony? You said Slaughterhouse? Yes. It wasn't yeah. Joe, right? No, it was Royce the Five Nine. Royce the Five Nine <laughs> did it. Oh, okay. Oh, that was a random trivia question. Yeah, I went with the obvious guess. Because, yeah. <laughs> because yeah, you want the person right might now. wear the New York hat. Exactly. Yeah, but, or Joel Ortiz could have went with that too, right? Well, he had yeah. a regular black hat. And Joe Budden had a Detroit hat, so I don't know if him and Royce were him trying to. Him and Royce to... must have just tried to flip it. Yeah, that sounds strategic. Okay. It sounds like, yeah. yeah. Oh, that sounds like, yeah. That sounds like shot each other out. Crooked Eye, I think, had a L.A. Kings hat, which would make sense. That would make sense. But anyway. Okay. All right. <laughs> you tripped me up on that one. Word. Uh, uh. That's what I'm here to do. Speaking of baseball, uh, the New York Mets are incredibly hot, and they are shaking things up. They're going to the World the Series. Wild card ra- See, it's it's over. Over. See, man. <laughs> See, man. This is why Mets fans can't have joke. good things. It's a joke. Y'all don't know about That's why joke. we can't have nice things. We can't have nice things. It's a joke. Because we're vibing. They've won but, 50 but, out of 16 in the time of recording. But I do think they're making the playoffs. Yeah. At least I he said just going to the World Series. He didn't say, you know, because I made a joke the other day to a friend of mine, they'll, they'll get to the World Series and get swept. Like, that sounds right. Sounds right because <laughs> we've kind of seen that before. Yeah, we've seen that a few times. Houston, 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 Houston's really good. I don't think anyone's beating Houston. True, I agree with that. First of yeah. all. Uh, but let's get into it. What I do mean, you think? You could get a Subway Series. What do y'all think they're going to? No. The Yankees, like the Yankees, the Yankees ain't time. making the World Series. But I think they're good, wow. but I don't think they're making it to the World Series. You see Anthony's face? No, because Houston's really good. I think Houston's really like, good. Really good. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that. What do we think the Mets are going to do the rest of the way? Well, here's the thing. You want to go there? Well, I'm before we go there, I don't think anybody saw this coming. Um, I'm a uh, Met fan who was like, they're done, disappointed with this team, wanted Mickey Calloway to go, uh-huh. didn't want to see any of these guys really anymore. Cano, he still could go. Um, <laughs> don't really care. <laughs> They've turned it around. They got the juice. A lot of people are comparing this to 2015. 
to that, you guys say what? Yeah, it feels like 2015. It feels a lot like 2015, except 2015 was a little different because Joanna Cespedes, I think, single-handedly sort of uplifted that lineup enough because the pitching was really good. They had no hitting, like zero hitting. This year, it's not quite the same. They were just sort of inept in a lot of different areas. <laughs> and now they just got things together. They traded for Marcus Stroman, which signaled, okay, they're competing. After the trade deadline, people knew that they were going to stay here, especially Noah Syndergaard. Uh, maybe they're settling in. Maybe there's something to that. But their lineup is pretty consistent. They have Pete Alonso, who still, even though he's not as hot as he was before, still hitting home runs late in games. And I think that's the key for what we're seeing right now. They're playing the Nationals as we're recording this, trying to sweep them. The last two games, those come from behind wins late. Yeah. That's what shows you the whole, you know, that you got to believe thing <laughs> of what they've done from the past. I think that. I think that I'm looking at them and I'm saying there's no reason. If I'm them, I'm thinking that I could get to the World Series because of how they match up with the Dodgers and because they can pretty much put their roster up against all the other teams in the National League. Because outside of the Dodgers, nobody nobody comes that close it's in a cra- regular it's season. It's crazy we're even saying this. What, what, what do you think? What do you think about their turnaround? I, I think they're very confident. So it's like when you playing with that much confidence, like last night, perfect example, that game was played two, three months ago. They, they, they lose that game. They probably lose Friday's game too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 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 You, you know. So right now they're like, okay, we gave up a home run. Lugo gave up a home run two months ago. Game's over. They're in the dugout like, okay, we still got to get in the back. So we, yeah. we, you know, we coming back up to hit. They're playing when you win in like that. Confidence grows and it grows, and and they're just they're on another level right now. So I think personally they're getting a wild card. I I I, I can see them getting a wild card right now. Yeah. I see you guys are very confident. Be- because I mean you've seen you again, we've seen this happen in twenty fifteen. I've seen other you've things. Also seen, I've seen other things wait, happen wait. too. Twenty fifteen, remind me exactly how it went down again. I remember the assessment is trade at the deadline. Was that the deadline? Yeah. Yeah, it was the deadline. So where were they at, at that point? Do you remember? They had to come from behind. I don't they remember were, to what they degree. were six they or seven games out of the division at that time, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And Cespedes went nuts. Like, he yeah, had 17 right. home runs the rest of the right. season. Yeah, that was his the contract. last two months. So it is similar yeah. to, to 15 because yeah. they got real Except high. Except offensively, it, was, it wasn't it was just Cespedes, but it was mostly him. Right. Like, the impact of adding him to right. the middle of that lineup or the three spot in that lineup and him just carrying them offensively and other guys being able to hit now because – you know how it is. Right. One guy's hitting, so then it opens things up for it's Daniel contagious. Murphy. It right. opened things up for other guys behind him. I think Conforto yeah. was already there. The thing was their pitching was really good, but they weren't getting the run support. And Yoannis Cespedes has helped them get that run support. Right. Now it's like they're just clutch and hitting late in games, and the bullpen is holding up for now. That will probably be my big concern to see if the bullpen is going to hold up the rest of the season. At, at some point, they're mm. going to have to use Edwin Diaz, and that scares me, like in a big spot, like – See, I like that he has a t- he's having the time to figure his stuff out yeah. right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm. He looked good before. Look, there's the thing. He looked good like the first. I want to say the first month or yeah. something. He was very good. Like yeah. that. Looked great. Mm-hmm. And then, well, Jamal was talking about this off my off the air. Uh, what were you saying? Like, because you saw you, you saw the change in May. Right. Yeah. I mean, he did, he lost it along the way, and I I attribute that to the Mets culture. Like, what was going on at the time? You had mm. you had the GM. Sitting on the couch, telling you know, telling the manager who to put in mm-hmm. Callaway, looking like he doesn't belong, you know, as a manager. He didn't at yeah. that point. Um, he's, That's what we were you know, he's lucky about, yeah. to still be here, really. To me, um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know, I I, I kind of get I, I kind of give Diaz a pass in terms of you know who it's he's still a young he's guy. It's hard to young. perform. He's still very young. He's twenty five. Yep. It's hard to perform when you when you're playing for like a. Uh, organization is kind of a mess at the time. Now they look like they turned it around. Maybe he can get his confidence back. We know he has his stuff. Like we know stuff wise and talent wise, he's got it. He's gonna get a chance because they have to justify that trade. Like Cano, obviously. Didn't I think work. they still could though. You know, I mean Cano. Well, Cano. Ugh. Here's the thing. I will say this, and I know Dexter wants to get him out of here. He wants to. Well, do he's not getting out of here. Well, well, here's the thing. But I know he. Yeah. He is your new. He is your new Raymond Felton. Famously, you wanted to drive Raymond <laughs> Felton to the airport. Yes, that is <laughs> when correct. He was at the Knicks. That is correct. Um, what would you talk about Raymond Felton with in that airport ride? If you were driving him, he's gonna be flying first class. <laughs> <laughs> first, you got to get up to the front. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. So, but, but I think yes, you got to justify that trade, which I feel like you still can because he's young enough. But I think with Cano, he was he was starting to hit, and. 
Yeah. I think historically he's mostly a second half hitter. Like he's That's a guy true. that he later was in the season. Yeah, he was coming so around. you know he's hurt now. So we're gonna see you know what happens with that moving forward. But with Edwin Diaz, I still think you're gonna have to throw him out there at some point. I think he'll be fine long term. I think so too. Actually, I'm not. This as is a about win Diaz. now team though. So we're gonna have to see if if. But he see, can... I'm with Anthony in that he's gonna have to get a shot in a spot here at some point down the stretch. It might be today well, let's because not... you can't overuse. Lugo right. here or right? anybody or right. anybody and you're gonna have to put him in a big spot maybe it maybe it is we're recording this where they're trying to sweep the Nationals maybe it is today it, maybe it's upcoming tonight, series against the Braves tonight you kind of playing yeah. you, you got a little bit of house money today you already won the series could be a good chance to put him in today but, yeah but you're acting like yo they just won how was it 15, 15 out of 16, 16. Yeah. yeah he he saved a few of those games like when they were when they were against the White Sox White on Sox, the road yep. uh, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh on the road he did get a shot it wasn't always it wasn't pretty right? yes um, but he got it done, so yeah, I'm a little nervous about him too. But I think he's gonna he's gonna get many opportunities well, here. Had they and put him right, in last if, night, I would have had a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had I had a panic attack when they put him in against Pittsburgh in in, in the White Sox. The White Sox he came through. Yeah. Yeah. you know, he so, gave up. He may have gave up a home run here or there, but you know, he got the save. That's what counts, right? To me, it's definitely more mental with him, man. It's I wonder. I wonder if they're. I wonder else. now. I'm thinking as I was listening to you guys say that, and I wonder if they. A little hesitant to put him out here at home because of the way the fans feel, and maybe it'll be a good way to get him started back on the road. But at some point, you're gonna have to put him in a home mm-hmm. game. He saved, you can't hide him, man. He well, saved here's one of the thing. Marlins games at home on this home. Oh, game. that's true. He mm-hmm. did. He did save well, one of those. Yeah, games. Yep. It, yeah. Well, was that the one where he left two on? He left two on. It was a little shaky. It was wow. not clean. Okay. He hasn't look, been clean yet. Yes. Look, if you leave two on, but you get the job done, I'll take that every single time. You know why? Because you know what? You know what that sounds like? A regular Mets closer. <laughs> That's yeah. what that sounds like. We've seen Armando Benitez do this. <laughs> that sounds like. We were talking about Henry Mejia before this started. Come on, that, that, look, last night they were clearly hiding him, like because you brought you brought him in to be the closer. So in a game like that last night, and but, it, but and Lugo's pitching so well. Yeah, and how do yeah. you feel about that? Because I'm yeah. like, I like you know Callaway. We have agreed that he's been shaky, mm-hmm. but I like that he's saying, "Hey, this is the guy that's hot. This is this big of a game oh, for us, ma- oh, Callaway, and I'm doing the right." Decision. He managed it the right way. Look, I agree. We're yeah. hot. I got to win games. Callaway's got to win games too. You yep. know, at this point, yeah, you know, you know. So I got it, but at the same time, if you get a closer and you're bigging him up to be, that's my guy. Yeah. Lights out ninth inning. That's supposed to be his spot last but night. But you realize you you put him, you put him more pressure on Diaz. It's like it's like things like that. Right. The media we're right. gonna you can't, you can't you can't win. You know what I'm saying? You put him in. You got to be perfect. If you give him a little day off because Lugo's doing his thing, right. now we're looking at oh Diaz. We're looking at you because you didn't you didn't pitch. Mm-hmm. It would you it know? would be nice to see them. You know maybe all right they have the Braves coming up right. Let's say they were to blow them out. They're winning eight one. You get them in in the ninth. See what happens. And then if he gets three outs, maybe you could start working him back into that closer role. Because the thing that made me nervous, too, and it hasn't been pretty lately, but uh, between late July and August, the beginning of August, there was a four-game stretch where he allowed a run every game mm-hmm. that right. he pitched. Right. You know, other than that, I mean, before that, he had seven consecutive scoreless innings yep. or right. something like that. So he, he's had these stretches where, look, when it's been bad, it's been really bad. There's been a few really ugly showings, but he needs yeah. to be more reliable if he's going to be the closer. I mean, his ERA got, is over five, so he's been shaky. Yeah. Like, for, for but, the what I'm say, but what I'm saying is, like, you have – all right, for example, on June 27th against the Phillies, he had five earned runs in that one performance and that he only got one out. So you're talking about one-third innings pitch, so, you know, your ERA is going to inflate just based off of that. There's another one with four earned runs and the same thing. He only got one out. And there's another one over here with, again – Four earned runs and just one out. <laughs> yes, he. So. Th- those are the things you can't have. That that's that's not acceptable. And if Callaway's shaky on him going down the stretch, I, I think there are ways like you brought up that you can build his confidence and come yeah. back. I would find a way to put him in today because they got a, they they're going to Atlanta after this. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, he, he's still let's let's not get twisted. He's still the closer. This that was actually the first time that Lugo got a chance to close out the ninth, and then that wasn't even a save for right. Lugo. That was a win, situation. unless right. it's changing right now. Right, and like, you know maybe, but I think what he they uh, Callaway had said prior to the game that if Lugo has a short eighth inning and he's pitching well, we'll we're giving the ninth. Why not? You know, I'm fine with that. For but now. but I think you know first of all, if it's a close game uh, tonight, Diaz, it's going to be Diaz. Because because Lugo just pitched look, two innings. I want to see that. I want to know what. Look, at some point you got to respond, right? Because to me, it's more mental than it is mechanics or anything like that. I mean, yes, he's wild, but I feel like it's all starting up here with everything. 
In the, I, what, I agree. I agree with that. When, I definitely agree with that. The last what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The last he pitched in seven wins. Seven of their wins since July twenty third. Um, so it's not like they put him on the shelf at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he's he hasn't been clean. He's given up some some runs there, but he hasn't lost any of these games in his last seven outings. Right. So I mean, I think we've been a little. I mean, he's like I said, he's still the closer. Yeah, has he been shaky? Yes, he still has great stuff. He's still young. He's this, you know, he still has this opportunity. So, you know, I'm I'm giving him a shot. Like I'm not I'm not so nervous every time he comes in, mm-hmm. you know, because I know he has good stuff. And still, you see, to, I'm like you. I still believe in his stuff. And you want it to work out long term because he's not a free agent for it better work out three, long term. four years. <laughs> I'm putting him in there today. I'm finding a way to get him in there. But today is a day to get yeah, him in there. I think as we're talking about that, if it, you know, he after this will. is recorded, because you, you want Lugo fresh for Atlanta. Yeah, and after this is recorded, if he gets in. And he let's say he let's say he has a clean day. Well, that can do a lot for his confidence exactly. going on the road, exactly. as you're saying. And obviously, Lugo needs a rest, so like mm-hmm. that could definitely that could definitely be a good thing. Now, Jamal, are you drinking the Kool Aid the way Brian is and talking about they're go- he's, they're going to the World Series playoffs? I, I'm not saying World Series yet, but I, I'm drinking the Kool Aid as far as the playoffs are concerned. I think uh, I, you know their their staff very strong. They obviously have the momentum. The offense is coming around. Uh, you got Alonzo is an absolute beast. Conforto is is a legitimate hitter in this league. Uh, McNeil's doing his thing. Rosario. So the offense is coming around. And when you have that staff, I do worry about the bullpen a little bit. Um, but you know, when you look at the other teams that they're fighting for in terms of the wild card spot, I think I'm not I'm not that concerned about that. The Mets yeah. have done this before. It always seems like when the Mets make these runs, they do at least get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. The the problem with the Mets is when they're up, you know, they've had collapses and they mm-hmm. have comebacks. You know what I'm saying? So maybe if they started if they started really yeah. well and started to lose, we, I'd be real scared. Shout out to Willie Randolph. But now I'm I'm confident they'll make the playoffs. <laughs> Shout out Willie Randolph. Yes, we always got to shout out Willie Randolph. He's, shout he's out Flatbush Willie, guy. Always Meanwhile, they're down 3-0 Willie. right now. They're down the 3-0. Grom's giving him three runs. What? Yeah, but you know, what, you know what's crazy that just happened here? DeGrom, uh, was, they had bases loaded. Alonzo uh, tried to make a throw to first base to DeGrom covering, and there was the error, and that basically allowed three runs to score. The Mets should have been out of that inning. DeGrom made great purchase to get out, but Amer- it didn't happen. Amer Rosario batting three forty five since the beginning of July. Yeah, a lot. Of, look, a lot of the guys on the team have been hitting. The pitching's been good. Uh, the bullpen's been good. So you you have to be impressed. I am because of what Jamal said. The Mets are usually like coming. They're easy to come back. Mm-hmm. Only year I really remember them being like strong all the way through in my lifetime was like two thousand six. Um, yeah. And they were strong yeah. all the way through. And they were favorites. Um, like but one see, of the favorites. even in that year, they gave me some disappointment. Because I remember I was in Pittsburgh the weekend they could have clinched the division, and I went to two games in Pittsburgh. And what happened? The Mets lost both of those <laughs> to get swept. <laughs> so they always found some. Hey, it was whatever. It was a great you year. were there. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> so, I mean, it's you know what? I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm Mets fans. I saw some Mets fans on the train. They're pumped up. I like the energy around the team, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm just kind of like I'm just I'm just enjoying day by day. Hopefully, some of the Mets fans do that too. Now, I agree. I think they could compete. I think they could be a tough matchup out if they get in the playoffs. The pitching's really good. Right. Um, if the hitting keeps up, who knows? We'll see. Well, they get, they're playing to their potential, right. which they were not doing in the beginning of the year. I just right. really like that their starting pitching is giving them. Six, seven innings. Right. Yes. You know, yeah, like man. That wasn't well, happening. Well, that ain't going to happen today. Right. That, well, well, yeah. It looked like DeGrom. Is, uh, yeah. Well, okay, Syndergaard well. got jumped on yesterday, two runs early. And he settled and down. He settled, he settled down. down. So, yeah. But, but that's the key, yo. You get six, seven innings out of your guys, you know, you're in, you're going to be in the game. You're in the game. Great. You know, and that's do, all they could ask for right now. Do we think Joe Panic is going to have a big impact down the stretch? I mean, it helps with Kenobi and Hurt. You mm-hmm. know, I think that's the biggest thing. It's, an, it's another guy who's a professional. Right. He doesn't. He's not a great hitter, but it's a veteran. I, I, yeah, I think he could, absolutely can help. I think that was a good pickup. I do. I think it was a really good pickup. Um, you see, you don't see him. You look, you're looking at your face. No, I like, no, I like Joe Panic. You know, he's just, yeah. he's Joe Panic. Like, solid, solid fielder. Solid, very, yeah, very good fielder. He's gonna go he, right. he, he It's cool. gonna help. He went to St. John's. I still want to see McNeil play most of the New York City. We out here. Yeah, want to see most most of the reps there, but we'll see. You know, I think the Mets are gonna be fine. I'm just not going to World Series. I think they could definitely make the playoffs. Coward. <laughs> I'm a coward? No, 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 no. I'm not a coward. I've seen enough before to know not to be that ridiculous. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, call me a coward. Damn. Well, just, just put it me. all on the line, Dex. Oh, you will put it all on the line. You, you will put it all on the line. That's that, that's that uh, short guy mentality. Mets Astros, October 25th. Oh, wow. Whatever it starts. Wow. <laughs> 
Just stop. No, I do think they're making the playoffs. I don't think they're making a World Series yet. But talk to me in September. We'll see how the rest of this month goes. I think yeah. they're a wild card team. I think they're definitely. I think a wild they're getting team. that second wild card spot. Well, so Maybe the first one. How far are they from the first? Oh, they're right Half there. a game. Look, they play Atlanta. They Look, uh, all a right. lot down we, the stretch. They have six or not six more games in the But yeah. if yeah. you if you're the Mets, you're not you're not scared of the Brewers. No, nope. you're not scared of the Cubs. No, nope. the only team that really makes you nervous are the Dodgers because their lineup is ridiculous. But you have better pitching than them outside of you know Ryu, who is just coming back from injury, and Clayton Kershaw, who hasn't been that great in the playoffs historically. Right, and yeah. the Mets know that because in 2015 mm-hmm. they beat them with, <laughs> Clay, with uh, Kershaw and Grinky. So, yeah. you know the Dodgers. That's the Dodgers were a tough matchup for the Mets. Then I thought it was a good matchup, but I thought it'd be a good series if they played each other again. And the Mets are. If they, let's we're assuming that they stay hot through this. There's no reason you talked about confidence at the top, Anthony. Mm-hmm. There's no reason they can't be confident going forward. But you know, we'll we'll see. What do you think the magic number of wins they would need to get to? I was thinking about that this morning. Yeah, and I said they had eighty-seven. I said eighty-six, eighty-seven. They had eighty-seven and sixteen when they got the second wild when they got the first wild card spot. I think the way if you look at the way the National League is, yeah, I don't know how y'all feel about it, but. Yeah, I see like 86. I, I, 85 might get you the second wild card. That's me talking about the first. That second wild card is very reachable. It might be 84 yeah. might get you the second wild card. I was thinking 85 for the second, but I'm thinking if you want to get in for sure, the number's always 90, but I would say like 88. 88 gets you there. And they're right you're now at about, 61? You're talking about 88 and 74 because that would be your end of the season tally. And that means you need 27 wins the rest of the way. You would need to get to 88 wins. You need to go 27 and 18 the rest of the way. I mean, mm, it's doable. Yeah. It's doable. And they will have beat uh, other contenders mm. for the wild card spot See, on their way where to doing that. That's where some people on the other side are bringing up the schedule. Right. See, but, but see, I like that. They got two teams that are around them in the division. They got the Braves ahead of them that you were just saying they could, if depending on how they play, they could be competing for the division. Right. Yeah. We don't know. Two weeks from now, we could be like, yo, they're four or five games out. They're right in that for the division I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so, they were, and, and this yeah. is what confidence does for you because they, they know that now. Right. Yeah. Like, they said that last week. Yeah. Like, look, yeah, wild card. Alonzo was talking about division. I like that mindset. I, I'll give Brody props because from day one, he basically said, like, this team, they want to compete. And people were trying to figure out what they were doing at the trade deadline. They traded Marcus Stroman, who the Yankees wanted, who other teams Mm -hmm. wanted. And they didn't really sell off anybody else outside of Jason Vargas. And thank God for that. (laughs) He was pitching pitching okay at the time. He was pitching okay. But it it makes sense. They sold as high as they But it makes sense. You get out Vargas. You get Vargas out. You replace him with Marcus Stroman. Right. Right. As good as Vargas has been. Uh, at some points during the first half of the season, Marcus Stroman much better in Toronto. Right, uh, and he did pitch well in his first home outing outside of the fourth inning. You're looking, you're doing that alone, and then if everybody else just continues to hit, yeah, I have every reason to think that this team thinks that they can compete. They have a yeah. very good mix right now. And like here's they, the thing: they, their too. chemistry is really. We were good saying bef- we were saying before the drop before the losing streak, uh, or losing streaks plural. Yes, <laughs> we were saying before that that this team is built. At least to they weren't that far away, right. and now let's say they come up short. Let's say they finish eighty three seventy nine. They're you know a couple games out of the wild card, whatever. You're looking at the rest of this roster, and you're like, yo, they're not far away at all. Right. To be honest, even if that happened for me, I thought the team was. I think I said eighty four wins, eighty five wins at the beginning of the year, so it wouldn't be far from yeah. what I thought. So for me, I know people. Here's what, the problem: is people will be disappointed because they'll see this run and they'll be like, oh, well, they didn't make it. If they don't make it. I think they turned their season around, and like you said, they have a lot to still build on. The core is still fairly young. It'd be nice to see if they could spend some money, <laughs> but <laughs> we don't know that. Look, but look, I, I, it's not a disappointing year if it ends up that way. We're talking about free agents, and there aren't a lot of good free agents next year, but Anthony Rendon is a free agent third baseman, and the Mets kind of need a third baseman. That's a lot of money. If J.D. Davis is not your third baseman yep. next year, uh, or if we well, ever see Jed Lowry again, I don't know if that's going to happen. Knowing the Mets will history. Will they spend the money? That's what it comes. But that's in. what I'm that's saying. The if question I, if there's a dude that I'm spending money on, I would. It's Anthony Rendon. I would, especially since he's with the Nationals. I would, but I have no confidence to believe that the Mets will. We'll see what happens. Let me let me go back to what you were saying about uh, the GM Van Wagen. Yeah. Who I would, who you know, if they continued down this road, I would have absolutely been killing, and I was killing him in the first half of the season. So I have to give him credit now for what, like you said, uh, 
buying and not selling, yeah. which nobody, which, you know, he, he was going against the grain yeah, with People that. were killing him for right? that. And I'm like, why? Just right. wait how it turns out. And now everybody right. looks stupid. Right. So I got to give him a lot of credit <laughs> for, for doing that uh, and, you know, making this run. I mean, an incredible run. Um, so we'll see what happens. And as far if they don't make it, you know, I'll be disappointed because really – they have enough talent in, in the pitching alone. Right. They they should have been in a in wild card contention. Period. No matter yeah. what, as far as exactly. I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, so if they don't make it, I'd be disappointed. And uh, maybe have to they have to they still will have to make a few changes. Uh, maybe a center fielder. There's a there's a center fielder. I heard the Red Sox want to get rid of. Uh. If you want to spend some money or spend some players, um, hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Or they, they need a center fielder. They do, and they need a third baseman. Those positions of need. And even if they don't make it, they might still need a manager. But that's another story for another day. Yeah, <laughs> that's true too. That's wait, a, he ain't all the way there yet, man. It, yeah, I'm, all the way I'm not. Will, I'm not. Yeah. Will, I'm not willing to do that right um, now. He looks like he know what he's doing. Yeah, he, he looks. He looks like he knows. Winning what he's does doing. that for you. Yeah. <laughs> The Sports Walk is back. Watch season three of Backpack Broadcasting's original web series that brings you the opinions of real sports fans. The first two seasons and current season are available now for viewing on the Sports Walk YouTube channel and Facebook page. Check out the 2017 NYC WebFest official selection and see what other sports fans have to say on the hottest issues in sports today. It's easy. Just take the Sports Walk. The NCAA, basically, who, you know, I'm not a fan of, if people know for most of the show, uh, they decided to tighten its certification guidelines for those seeking to represent college athletes. And um, basically, they want agents or agents who could represent guys who were deciding whether to put their toes into the water in terms of seeing if they want to get into the draft. Um, those agents now will have to have a college four-year or two-year and a four-year college degree. Am I correct on that? I think, I think a bachelor's. A bachelor's yeah, degree. A bachelor's, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, because I don't understand exactly what that value the bachelor's degree is for becoming an agent. But this is now what they have. And obviously the first person that came to mind for this for a lot of people was Rich Paul uh, because how he ascended to his uh, agency and he does not have a college degree, um, became friends with LeBron and has become a great agent in this league. Um, and a great representative of talent. But now, the way I look at this, guys, is it's been called the Rich Paul rule, and I don't think it necessarily hurts Rich Paul as much, but it hurts the people that might try to be the next Rich Paul. So the next, whoever it is, but let's say more so a minority that might not have a uh, four-year degree that is looking to get in this game and might have a connection to a player, now that guy or girl can't get into the game in that way. And it makes me question, and this is a big question for me here, why is the NCAA trying to keep those people out? I mean, come on. I mean, we see <laughs> I, I mean, no, no, no. I, and I want to ask that. It's not, I'm asking that not in the way that I don't know the answer yeah, or yeah, that yeah. we as minorities haven't seen <laughs> like, people try to keep us out of things before. I think we all know that. But it's interesting the timing of them doing this now, right? Like, I find that interesting. Jamal, yeah. you're a big college basketball guy. What do you say? I mean, it's the NCAA. It, I mean, I don't think it was directed at Rich Paul. I agree with you. I think I think it it doesn't even hurt Rich Paul. I mean, he could hire an agent with a degree to to go in there and right. and, and get a player. Um, but it, you're right. It hurts the next Rich Paul. It hurts people like LeBron James, who um, like he, like he brought his guys in and wanted to do it on his own. So if another player, you know, wants to just put his his friend on who he thinks can do the job and happens to not have a degree, it hurts there. He can't do that, right? So he has to go to a stranger or whatever. But I, but the NCAA is just trying to control the situation. You know they they want to put up all these all these barriers. You know college degree. You know all kind of jobs say they want someone with a college degree. It's just like something basic college degree. Blah blah blah. This you got to come take a test out here in Indianapolis. All these hoops that people got to go through because they want to make it harder on the player, uh, really, uh, to to make his own decisions and make money. And they want to box everybody else out of of the process. So the NCAA 
can keep cheating. They, you know, they want they want to say, oh, we're helping the player, so you don't get cheated. So we can just keep. We want to cheat you. Mm -hmm. We want to be the only people to cheat you. Mm -hmm. You know, so mm -hmm. it, to me, it comes down to that. You know, the, it's, there's a lot of money involved. They don't do this in baseball. They don't do this in hockey. Yep. It's basketball and football where they want to control things. So, you know, it's all about trying to keep everything in-house and keep that money flowing just to them. Right. Now, does anybody think that, because this has obviously gotten a lot of backlash, we saw LeBron respond to this on Twitter. Uh, a lot of people have been critical. Chris Paul, other people are critical of this. Does the NCAA walk back any of this? Anthony, do you see them at least saying, like, oh, no, you know what, we're getting a lot of bad press here, we're going to pump the brakes, we're going to chill on this? No, because it's already out now. They go back, they look, they look even more bad. Um, but it's like Jamal said, this is about control. You know, they see where the money's going. You know, they see it's going out the door. And they don't have no say in it. Or they don't have as much say in it as they want. So they got to get in front of it, you know, the best way they can. I would have loved to have been a fly in that room when they <laughs> took a vote on that. <laughs> you know, just say, oh, here's what we're going to do. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I would have. I yeah, I want to know. I would have liked to have seen the representation in that room. Oh, yeah, well. I think yeah, we no, know what I that was. We know what yeah, that was. Exactly. But I'm wondering, like, who's the person that's like, oh, you know what, man? How are we going to get them? Yo. For your bachelor degrees, that's what we're gonna do. That's gonna be the real sticking point <laughs> yeah. here. Not an associates, no, 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 no. That's, no, that's, that's no. too little. We gotta go back, Brian. I know you. I know you are not here for this. Some people like taking back their country. What can I say? <laughs> True, <laughs> but it's actually not their country. Same, same principle. Mm. Same principle. It is. It is the same principle. It's like. You know, like I said. But I know what you mean. Yeah. You know? We're all immigrants. Yeah. I've seen the Felipe Lopez documentary. Mm -hmm. We're all immigrants. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it is, it's analogous to that, though, because it's like the NCAA, like I said, they, we know, they are cheating the athlete out of, you know, money, all kinds of stuff by, by not compensating them. But then they want to, you know, out the other side of their mouth, say, oh, we're trying to protect you uh, from, from everybody else who's trying, who's trying to get your money. Uh, it's just like you know, it's just like Republicans out there saying, "Oh, we we don't want to do anything about gun control, but we really care about we really care about the people who got who got killed, but we don't we can't do anything about yeah, it." They care about you know the earth saying? and don't want to do anything about climate change. Same thing. Yeah, I mean the the issue the issues for me too is yeah, it is the it is the hypocrisy yeah, of that right? Like it is it is the hypocrisy that it continues to go on. But the NCAA, I think the larger issue is. And I know you're a big college basketball fan. We all watch the college sports. We still support the NCAA. We're still out here watching these games. Kids are still signing We're and going fans. to schools, yeah. right? And we know well, the NCAA media also. Yeah, you think you think the product? You think I'm willingly watching some of these games? Right. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being totally well, honest. Not, well, here's the thing. Even that too, and and you know Jamal spoke about this um, in an episode of the Sports double. Walk we did, where it was like you talked. We talked about the. Um, the court cases that went around the NCAA, and there wasn't a great amount of media coverage on this. And I'm kind of concerned with this rule, too, that this is just sort of a flash in the pan. It just came, and now it goes through the cycle, and nobody's going to really talk about it any anymore after this. It seems like these things come up with the NCAA, and then they die down real quickly, uh -huh. right? And then it just goes away, and then it's, mm. back to, it's back to the next thing. And we all, as much as we're fans of college basketball, football, et cetera, we know these kids are exploited. This is just another f form of it. But it continues. Like, where is the real change coming? Well, the draft soon, allegedly, is, uh, you know, they're going to let high school players come probably by 2021. Mm -hmm. I think that's the year that's supposed that's to change. Rumor. Yeah. Right. So then this will matter less. You'll have more players coming out of high school and going well, into the NBA regardless. That's a good And what you're starting to mm -hmm. see now anyway is a lot of kids coming out of high school and just going straight to the pros overseas. I've probably right. seen that four right. times this summer at least where I'm looking on the ticker and, oh, this person, you know, 38th ranked player on the ESPN 100 is going to Iceland or whatever it is. Right. They that, going to that's Iceland. where it could, it right. could, there, there could be an effect where kid, more kids do that. The, the draft, I mean, we, we, we had that before. We, you know, where, you know, Kobe in that era and LeBron in that era were allowed to skip college and, and go to pro. Kwame Brown. They're still, college is still going to play a part because it's only like, that's only like 10 guys a year, if that. Yeah. You know, so there's still going to be, uh, kids who play as fresh, who who weren't like you know like a Trey Young type who weren't wasn't expected to be that good, but, but, here, but is that good after mm -hmm. a freshman year of college? Then all of a sudden they leave and get drafted. But so. with like Rich Paul, for example, he he only going after like those top flight guys yeah. as it is. That, yeah, yeah, that's you know why it's I mean? not directed towards him. Yeah, no. but the, but I'm saying other guys that were following him, maybe that if they grow up around somebody who's that good, like if Imani Bates' best friend 
is wants to be an agent, he can probably get with him because that's somebody who's going to go straight from high school to the NBA. And it's just it's just creating hoops for people that that the NCA shouldn't be allowed to do that right. to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It should be the player should be allowed to make to decide who's going to be his agent. Period. Point blank. Right. The NCA right. wants to make these arbitrary hoops. I don't care what they said. I don't care if it was a degree. It's probably worse that you got to go down to Indianapolis <laughs> in, their, in their their corny ass uh, headquarters and take a test. <laughs> Like that's that's probably just as bad. You know, a test? What's what's on the test? Yeah. Like, what are you testing? Yeah, I see that's, but no, nobody's ever gonna get to see that, and I want to know what's on that test. I do too. I do too. But you're right. The guy who's you know wants his homie to represent him, and he's they're like, no, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. If Anthony wants me to be his agent for whatever he wants to do, and I'm like, oh, I got you. I'm gonna represent you. Nobody should be able to tell me that I can't and do that's that. That's what they're getting in front of because they they feel like they are they can't be involved in the decision making and. They just can't have that. Like, yeah. right. you, you they know, want like, as much yeah. control and as much power as possible. But I think, as minorities often do, they'll find a way around that. Yeah, so that's that's kind of... We'll find a way around that's, that. That's kind of <laughs> the narrative I've heard from a lot of people is that... You can you make know, us jump through so many hoops, hoops we'll find we'll, a way around that. Like <laughs> with LeBron's tweet, he was like, okay, right. we still coming. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, bro. Yeah. Right. And I like that. And I like that mindset. I just... You know, and I haven't really seen too many people on the other side that have been pro NCAA on this. No. I'm sure they exist though. Um, yeah, in, in the Senate and Congress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, sh- I'm sure they exist. But uh, you know, th- this NCAA stuff for me is just it, it's just another despicable act upon them. Um, and you know, they say nothing. Yeah, that, that's why I kind of understand your point, Anthony, where it's like they won't walk back their comments because they never have to. No, no. They never say anything. They've taken body blows already from the fact that the players are not getting paid. They've been dealing with that for how long now? Mm-hmm. So if they can deal with that, they're going to deal with that. They, they put out that yeah. awful commercial early this year that showed like how that's the day in life of the student athlete, and that went horribly wrong. And Everybody made fun of it. Everybody made fun of it and knew how ridiculous it was, and... Yeah, they got a lot of, there's a lot going on with Mm -hmm. NCAA. They, you know, uh, California came out with the ruling uh, through, through, through uh, Congress that, that schools in California can now pay, uh, uh, they can pay athletes and they should, they have to pay athletes. And the NCAA basically tried to, tried to uh, scare, uh, you know, schools like UCLA and stuff like that saying, if you, if you abide by this, then, you know, we're not going to, you, you won't be eligible for, for championships. This is crazy. Meanwhile, yeah. you know? the final four gets bigger right. and bigger. So and if bigger. you could, so the government is already, we're already moving towards that where they're going to have to do something and they're going to have to come out of pocket with, you know, with something. It's just a matter of time. Okay. So, you know, they, but they're not going to give it up. You yeah. have to take it from right. that. I mean, you, know you, that. you already know they want the NCAA wants a lot of control too because they have a history of vacating national championships, <laughs> right? Which, which, is which, which is a joke. Because championships like, in pe- general, people don't forget that the person won. The yeah, championship especially they especially with like Louisville, <laughs> for example. Like, what did they really do? They had hookers. Yeah, what was a big deal? What do you mean? That's terrible, man. <laughs> How else are you going to recruit some kids? Oh yeah. Oh, like, they, oh, oh, we just never thought they were using money. Money and sex is used like, all the yeah, time to learn on. tons of things in this come country. On, and Patino didn't know. Did you watch okay? rap videos? Uh, Patino did, Patino didn't know. He didn't know. You remember didn't you know, he looked the yeah. other way. He didn't know. Yeah. You, he was like hookers, I don't we, deal with We all saw he got game. <laughs> come on, fam. Remember what Jalen Rose said? He said, he said, look, if I went to a college campus and I didn't get any, I wasn't going there. Yeah. You already knew when went down in Michigan. Come on. Come on, bro. The NCAA is trying to police even that. So, so to be clear, uh, to go over <laughs> some stuff that we have, the criteria agents must possess is a bachelor's degree certified with the National Basketball Players Association for a minimum of three years, take an in-person exam. And the worst part, going to Indiana. <laughs> in Indianapolis. Go fly all the way to Indiana. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, Michael Grady. Um, <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> and show seven years of address history. Yeah, that's Mike, Grady live in Brooklyn now. He, he, well, I mean that's his hometown. Yeah, but so you know, I mean, you know, that's that's the homie. I'm not going to Brooklyn know, and Indianapolis is not a terrible. It's a nice little uh, place. But he's know? talking about the headquarters. Some stuff going yeah. on. Over there. The headquarters. Yeah. <laughs> they got bars and stuff. You know. <laughs> <laughs> You're not trying to go to Indianapolis anytime soon. Uh, Take mean, that uh, test. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a nice. Well, little you town. were well, nice well, well, you were an agent at one point. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that seven years of address history. What's that about? Yeah. So if I moved with my family to go someplace else for three years, and I'd be like, no, you can't do it. Jamal, Sorry, you're gonna do it. No, it's just invasive. Like, mm-hmm. why do you need to know? Every, you know, every where, place where I, I live. live. I mean, I guess you have to be at the same place residence. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna try so. and jump back in the game. No, it's not likely. <laughs> not likely it's, not, he's, he's it's, like, too, it's a dirty game, man. <laughs> 
NCAA. What, what did you want to play on the NCAA? You had some, some no, 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 no. On our next topic. On oh, the next topic. Okay, I thought I jumped, you, I, I jumped the gun by accident, I, 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 as I, I often do. New podcast alert. Life coaches Marguerite Pierce and Lindsay Jackson are bringing a rich blend of laughter, love, and wisdom to their podcast, Necessity. The pod seeks to reestablish the basic tenets of self-love, self-confidence, goal accomplishment, and the ability to love life on your own terms. Necessity is available on all major podcast platforms, so grab a cup and listen up as two coaches are on a mission to shift perspective one sip at a time. I don't think enough people outside of Dan Lebitar are talking about our next discussion. Probably because it's a more Miami thing, but it should be a bigger story than it is. With Kenny Stills, if people who don't know, Kenny Stills is a wide receiver with the Miami Dolphins. When at owner Stephen Ross, because Stephen Ross, who apparently you know has his own sort of rise initiative for uh, sports inequality, it's called the Ross Initiative for Sports Inequality, you know, trying to get people to rise up and all that stuff. For diversity and whatever. Uh, but he's supporting Donald Trump with sort of his latest campaign. And Kenny Stills, while on payroll with the Miami Dolphins, sort of fired back uh, a tweet saying that he basically, you know, that those two things don't align is what he basically he's said. He's right. Yeah. He said that. And then they asked him uh, about that after a game. And here's what he had to say. doesn't, like, put me against Mr. Ross, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to, like, inform him that, hey, like, the, the two things don't align. Like, I mean, I don't think it's that complicated. I don't, like, have any, like, ha- like hard feelings towards him. When There's no, like, beef. It's just like, hey, these two things don't align, and maybe somebody else hasn't told you, but I'm letting you know. And uh, it's important to me that, you know, that, that the work that we're doing isn't just lip service. It's real. And everything that I do has been real from the very beginning, and it's going to continue to be that way. And so... Um, yeah, I just, I just wanted to let him know that it's where I'm coming from and how I feel. Sweet. And then there's also Dan Levitar from Heidi. Questionable. The next wave. Just so that you're clear on this, the Miami Dolphins owner has all the money in the world. He's the kind of guy who can charge $250,000 a table at a fundraiser. But the problem he's got in his huddle right now is that's a primarily black team and that's a primarily black coaching staff. And so on this particular subject, Kenny Stills is on one side and he's looking at his owner and saying, you're on the other. And they're asking everyone in that locker room, pick a side. Yeah, head coach for the Miami Dolphins, Brian Flores, who is black. Who's from Brooklyn, by the way. Went to Poly Prep. Yeah, went to Poly Prep, my high school. Hey. Mm -hmm. First time head coach, he kind of told Kenny Stills, like, yo, you know, Sort of calm down a little bit. See, what yeah, what, what was, was little, it? I, was, I mean, I, I, just saw, I really just saw the headline of that. I want to read more into that. So, but I, just from the headlines, that's a little disappointing. The quote, the yeah, quote so before we before we get into it is from the South Florida Sun Sentinel. So mm-hmm. we'll give a courtesy to them, and that sound was courtesy of uh, highly questionable. Brian Flores said, "I talked to Kenny. Oh, the one thing I said to Kenny was, I kind of understand where he's coming from. He wants to be a voice. I talked to him about it a couple weeks ago. I understand him wanted to be a voice for people who don't have a voice. I respect that." My conversation with Kenny, I asked him why didn't he talk to the owner? Why didn't he talk to Steve Ross before putting something out? I think that's something we have to do more of. There's got to be more communication, more conversation, more communication if we really want to make the change. And I wish he would have done that, and I told him that. Here's the problem with that, though. If you go straight to ownership, we're not talking about it because we don't know because that gets resolved in-house. And the whole point is to make it ugly. The whole point is to get it out there. Okay, so there's a couple things here, right? I don't know if it would get resolved in-house. Right. Um, which is a fair question, right? We don't know. It, this is ca- akin to the people who are like... Well, it gets suppressed in house. Right. It could. Yeah, yeah. But this is kind of like the people who are like, oh, man, I don't like the Colin Kaepernick kneel because that's not the way you should do the message, right? <laughs> right. And the whole mm-hmm. problem, the whole thing with protests is, is to make you uncomfortable. Like, right. nobody's sitting right. around and protesting and being like, oh, man, it's comfortable. And Rosa Parks, oh, thank you for that protest. Up, yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, thank you for doing that. It made me really comfortable. <laughs> so maybe... Actually, I won't say maybe, probably the best way for Kenny Stills to get this message out was to be extremely public and vocal with it, right? Yeah. And bring some awareness to it. And it actually puts pressure on his uh, owner to, I'm starting to not like that term, the guy who- His, uh, his CEO. Yeah, CEO of the team, yeah. to actually do something here. And have we heard from the owner on this? Yeah, just a, just a generic sort of statement. I'll pull that up. Uh, but- I mean, that's basically what it is. I mean, what you said, okay, you guys said you were disappointed in hearing that Brian Flores sort of went back on this. Why? 
I thought would I thought that was well. It was a tough spot for Flores. It is because he's going to talk out against and the person who's paying him. Right, I I get that he just got there, but I wouldn't try to mute my guys, my players, like that because that's how it came off to me. Right, you know, like Hmm. he used his platform to speak on something. All right, he's and I found what I would have said to Brian Flores is all right. You're talking about keeping stuff in house. How about? But you're telling us what you just told your player to do. Like, you, you told him, mm, so why don't point. you keep that in-house? Right. You know, so you're just making it worse. Right. You're throwing fuel on the fire now. You, yeah. you know, so. I agree with that. That's, so, a good, that's a good point. Also, his campaign contributions and support, that's not in-house. That's become public, and mm-hmm. we know what he's doing. The same way we know this RISE program is not in-house. And I think we all probably agree on this. The point Kenny Stills making is right. The two don't align. You can't say you're for diversity and say that you're also backing Trump, who's clearly been not for diversity. Right. Uh, here's a statement from Stephen Ross. It's long. <laughs> and probably so, says nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember yeah, he, yeah. He, he has something to do with Equinox and SoulCycle, yeah. who, mm-hmm. took, who took hits also. Yeah, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I'll, I'll, I'll read like the, the, the part that's important. Right? He said that he's known Donald Trump for 40 years, and while we agree on some issues, we strongly disagree on some other issues, and I've never been bashful about expressing my opinions he said that he starts his business with nothing and goes into that whole thing he said that he's has been and will continue to be outspoken of racial equality i heard that side dexter so i know you ain't feeling this uh inclusion diversity public education and environmental sustainability blah blah blah, blah but meanwhile yeah. you're still giving him his money he's still giving right. him yeah. his money. he not only that he hosted the fundraiser right that donald trump had wherever probably in miami and people it- people keep trying to make these like you know, make things equal. You know, I like, uh, you know, I like what he says on taxes, but, you know, yeah, I don't like the race, racism stuff, but, you know, that's like, no, you can't, you, you can't, can't gloss you over can't certain do things. do that. That's, that's, yeah. that's a big issue. You know, you can't say, I can't have respect for you if you're telling me, you know, I don't, you know, the racism thing is bad, but I'll roll with him on that because, because of this other stuff. Right. That's crazy. Like that was, I was telling a friend of mine, you know, on Facebook, you get into these arguments on Facebook, I like, saw this. But, a, but a guy I went to high school with from, you know, he's Italian. Whatever. I saw this. I this was like, hilarious. I was like, yo, if I'm, if you know, I would never, I'm never going to support a president who is outwardly racist towards Italians, you know, because that, that speaks to their character. Who else are they outwardly racist against? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not what we want as a country. Yeah. You know, so, so of course I'm going to take offense to it. If you don't care, you're basically saying you don't care about black people. If, if you're, if that does, if you can still, you know, support a person who feels that, who, who obviously has ill will towards a group of people. What is that? What are you saying? So is it, you can't have it both ways. Exactly. And I, so I agree, obviously agree with Stills, and I'm glad he said something. And I am disappointed in Flores because say nothing, you know? Mm, yeah. right. say, say nothing. You know, right. you know, you're right. He's in a tough spot. It's, a, right. you know, his boss. Okay, so I'm not asking you to really come out and, and, uh, and attack him. You don't have to do that. Even though no. I, I wouldn't mind that either. But you don't have to, you don't have to say, you don't have to say, but you don't have to, you don't have to, you know, go at your player for for doing it a right. way you wouldn't do it. You don't have. To, you could just stay out of it. He could have just said, "Look, we're keeping things. We're working it out in house." Or he could have said, "Hey, my player has a right to express his right. opinion on right. what he feels. I do not suppress the voice of any of my players." Done. That's the end of your quote. Yeah. And what I find, this is my problem with statements. He, th- he probably thinks of saying that because you got to remember, he's a first time head coach, so you you know he. Before anything, that's he's, he's trying to protect himself. You know what? You know so what? he thinks. I think he thinks of saying that even would. Oh, I know, think he did think him. that. I think he did yeah. think that. I, I, I'm, I don't think there was any malicious intent by Flores here. I think he was trying to protect himself in this. But yeah. you know what we've seen? To, it is like he's separate. He's trying to separate himself. Like I don't think like that. Right. But yeah. we've seen. Here, I'm going to say he's this. Black and his last name is Flores. But I'm. I'm but not. I'm going to say this now. <laughs> so he's. Bo- he, he's both of us. We've. Like, got, <laughs> we've got. We've had players. Kenny Stills is going out and putting his name on this and putting his face on this and is out there. Come on, it's time for some coaches to do it too. Right. Y'all can't always be towing the line. Mm-hmm. So if you know something is wrong, say it's wrong. Like, and you're, I agree with you. He didn't have to come out and say all that. He doesn't have to attack the guy who's, you know, I get that. We all have to make some choices where we can't do some things mm-hmm. right because the people who are paying us. There's not total freedom there. Right. But if you know something isn't right, mm-hmm. yo, you kind of really, he doesn't have to really say anything at all. His silence actually could have been more powerful than what he said here. Yeah. Because now it's kind of like, yeah, Kenny, you know what? You did it. I, I, this is another thing I'm tired of. Let, can we stop with the... Yeah, I support the players for expressing themselves, but let's not have them do it this mm-hmm. way. Right. Right, because it makes you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That's the, as I said before. That's the point, that's the point people, man. People people hate being uncomfortable. 
That's the point. I hate it. And I feel Kenny, and you know what? For the owner, you put out this statement. You know what? When stuff like this happens, why don't you stand up in front of the press and answer some questions? Because I got some questions for him. Yeah. I'd love to be in that Miami press. I got some questions for him. Yeah. Like, okay, you say you're for diversity and all this stuff. And to Jamal's point, you can't have it both ways. But you can't dip your toe in the I'm for the people and then dip your toe with somebody who's like, yo, I'm not for the people. Right. It doesn't work like that. I think he's doing that because financially it benefits him. Oh, fin- I agree. Financially, for some people, it just benefits you to be like, "Oh yeah, I'm with, I'm with black people on this, I'm with Hispanic people on this." And then when Trump is in office, you know, they try to use the cop out like, "Oh, I've been a friend of his for a very long time." Yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> like, it's the same thing that Trump would be like, "Oh, I have black friends." Yeah, you know what I mean. You're kind of doing the same thing. Where he also says he's, and this is an actual quote where he says he's the least racist person in America. Look at y'all faces. <laughs> You know, because you know, we all know it's black people. When anytime somebody's yeah. like they're the least racist I'm person, thinking, or they mention the black friends, yeah, probably I'm thinking about, the most I'm thinking racist. About that also that. means you're still racist, by I'm the way. You didn't that. say you're not racist. You said you're the least racist. It's <laughs> true. I'm that thinking true. about that D.L. Hughley joke in Kings of Comedy. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. When you can count how many come in the in the door. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I read, yep. If you stand in there counting, count, oh. <laughs> count. We know. We already know. Right. Yeah. It's just look. Kenny Stills did the right thing here. He should be getting more attention. This hasn't got more attention nationally. Um, I think it's quite frankly because people are uncomfortable talking about it too. That's part of the problem. People yeah. are uncomfortable talking. We're never, about it. we're never gonna get anywhere until until we address the issues right. and people. You know, I always like I, I tell people all the time, like, like okay, your ra- even racism in itself, I, it's not the end of the world. Like you can recover. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like I always joke around. Like some of my best friends are racist. Like this is something we deal with as as a black person or in this in this country. Like that is part of the deal. Right. So we we deal with this. You know, you but you have to accept the fact that hey, you are racist. You, you can be a saying? better person, right. and you need and you need and you can change that. Admitting you know, the first step. Uh, Bill Bill Roden oh. always says, you know, you know, men in this country are all recovering sexes. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. it's something I we, we have to, you have to actively change and make and make yourself become a better person. Right. So you know, okay, you're racist now. I, I'm not giving <laughs> up. I'm not giving up on you. You know, <laughs> right? But just no, work true. at it. There's still hope. You it's can be true. better, man. You don't. You, it's not. It's not the end. You I'm, can be better, bro. You, look at look at look at what look at how much rap has changed in the last five to ten years. Right. right. You yeah. know how misogynistic that right. shit was. Right. 10 but years but ago. then that also goes to like Roden's point and stuff like we've probably listened to or been misogynistic or sexist, homophobic. Yeah. There's a lot of things that's probably been a part of you that right. you've changed. And like people haven't given up on me as a person. And <laughs> I've had so, yeah, it's a great point. It's, yo, really, yo, it's truly we, a great point. We, we uh, listen, and y'all more than me, but we all grew up in a time. There were certain words you could say back then, certain right. things you could say back yes. then, that you can't say now. Right. Right. One of them starts with an F, right. and it ain't that one. Right. right. And here's the thing. It's, a, it's like a six-letter one. And here's right. the thing. I, here's the thing. I could look back and see people I've been around or people who did that or things I participated in myself and been like, no, nah, I'm not that person. Right. So I'm with Jamal on that. Like, hey, to all the racists out here who probably aren't listening to this podcast, <laughs> like, right, right. yo, y'all could be better, man. Like, think, right. It think, can be better. You don't think Stephen Ross bangs with us? No, no. I mean, if Stephen Ross wants to come in here and talk about this and answer some <laughs> answer some real questions and not sit through a blanket statement. I'm you know, all that's for not, that. That ain't happening. No it's not, Dudes with that kind of money, they ain't gonna do that. He's not, he's not gonna have. But they do show up to these games, these football games. I think he was there last year. He was at the either the I think I guess the Jet game, and they take questions. Jerry Jones takes questions. So. You know, Jones, you know he yeah. should he should have to address it a little more directly. Well, but Jones, you know the problem Jones is will find the camera. He will. <laughs> okay. Some people in the media aren't going to ask the right questions. I right. should say. For example, somebody says they're the least racist person. I'd like to know when was that time you realized that you were the least racist person? Right. Well, when have you walked in the press room and everybody was black or Hispanic? That's true. That's probably. But you don't like, need that to even happen. You need you need people to no, just but care they, about humanity, right? Yeah. But their sensibilities are a little bit different when it comes to issues like these. It could, true. or or they could. The other people who may not be that could just care about humanity a little bit and be better people. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All right, let's do these numbers. Oh, boy. All right, 92, episode 92. Wait, does Anthony know about the numbers? Anthony, no, doesn't, Anthony know. does not. Wait, this, <laughs> wait, hold on. Before we do numbers, before we do numbers, there's one more question I wanted to ask. Uh, how are we approaching the NFL this year? Y'all watching? Or? Yeah, I, I watch. I've always been consistent with it. I'm watching. I really. You well, you, co- well, you guys also covered the league. Covered yeah, it. but, I'll, you know, it, it has. Like ever since the cabinet thing, it has affected me. Like I, I do find myself caring less, uh, you know, about the league, about the games too. But you know, I still watch. You know, I still, I still appreciate the athletes, mm-hmm. um, the game. Grew up on the game, so I still, you know, I still watch. But it definitely, 
it's taking a lot of the you know the enthusiasm out. Even I was as a, a bit fan. I was mm-hmm. a bit conflicted a couple of years ago. You know when all of this started. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when you're in the press box during the national anthem. True. Like mm-hmm. you, like oh, I, I, stay I noticed in my seat. I'm fidgeting a lot more. I stay in my seat. <laughs> you were fidgeting. Oh, you're like, I'm, I don't know. What I'm you like, mean. I don't. Bro, you look. Me and Gerard. We me, Gerard. You should ask Gerard this. Ask him what he does when the national anthem comes up. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm just saying on this podcast. Uh, I hope he listens to this. I really do. Start, I think he will. Start googling stuff. Yo. He'll, we'll be in the press room at a Nets game, for example. Let's say at a Nets game. We'll be downstairs. He'll wa- he'll be looking at the TV. He'll see the anthem coming on. He's like, I ain't going out there yet. <laughs> he'll, like, wait till that play is I can there. Hear like, him, right, I can hear him, him saying it just like that, too. You know I ain't going out there for I, no damn anthem. <laughs> yeah. they, yeah. they got any more food? No, it's real. <laughs> Yo, but, but, I mean, I you know, you know me. I just stay. If I hear it. Anywhere you could play it right now, I'll still I'll be seated. I'll be staying in my. You seat. know what's funny that I have. I don't care. Like me and my mom argue about this because she's a former marine. But I'm like, mom, you gotta understand. Like this don't mean shit. The anthem, like the actual anthem, the song. Like I'm not talking about America. I'm talking about the song. Here's playing thing. it before a sporting event. Who I, cares? I understand why she may feel that way to some degree, or it might be, and that's fine. I, here's my thing. I say all the time. Love you, mom. If if mom. <laughs> Feels like she wants to stand for the anthem. She don't listen to this shit. Great. If somebody feels like they want to sit during the anthem, nobody should be pressuring each other what to do during the anthem. Right. It's just a song. Right. However you song, choose to deal song, with it. The song honestly doesn't slap. That's a, that's like getting mad at somebody not getting up for the electric slide at the wedding. Yeah. Like I might I might look at you sideways <laughs> and I might be like, "Yo, man, like what you doing?" But like I'm looking at you sideways. Yeah, get up for the electric slide. Yo, I mean, like we understand. Like you kind of got to. You know get it was up. corny. You know it was mad corny. I'll never forget when I I, I could tell these stories now because i don't work at st francis no more but i remember we took a trip up to robert morris university which is right on the outside outside of pittsburgh right outside of pittsburgh i saw people god this was this was annoying i saw people um i don't i must have been sitting down because they were playing the anthem so i probably was wow um but whatever it was i was doing i was watching people there was like this row of kids a student section and there were like a few, like a handful of them, probably like five or six, after the anthem was done, because they had their hand over their heart, their heart, the entire time. <laughs> and then they did the salute after it was done. I was like, all right, y'all gotta relax. Like I know, I know y'all, Robert Morris, they, and the they, name, they, and the name is the Colonials, but y'all gotta relax. They try to keep it real patriotic, man. and it's all for oh, show. Boy. That's the thing too. Like it's, it's complete show. Because shout out you to do, Robert Morris. Do you do that at home? When you're watching the game on the couch, see, you stand okay. up and hold that's, your heart. See, that's the thing. You take your hat off I, at home. I've always made this point. I've always made that point that everybody talks about how unpatriotic it is for the people who sit or don't do this. And I'm like, y'all not consistent with that energy. Y'all ain't doing that all the time. And let, let me also say another thing. <laughs> if you walk in the streets, when you, you stop are at a, When you are at a sporting event, right? When you're at a sporting event, next time you're there as a fan, or media member, but just look at look around. Look and ask yourself what most of the people in the stadium are doing when the national anthem is being played. You know what most people are? In the bathroom or at a concession stand. Walking right. around. And when you're at that bathroom or concession cheese stand, fries. ain't nobody stopping and being like, hey, hey you know what? I'm going to stop that yo, transaction, exactly. man. Put I'm the catcher up there. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You're not going to buy. You're not going to go. You're not going to go to a stand, buy nachos and cheese, order it, and then the anthem starts. And then you're trying to get your stuff, and the and the cashier is like, "Oh, wait, 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 I'm not gonna swipe that card." And you'd be like, yeah, yeah, "Wait, I want my not- no, 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 wait, wait, no, we gotta, we gotta." Nobody get does the, that. We gotta get the anthem off. No, like, <laughs> like it, it literally dawned to me. I think I was at the Knicks season open a couple years ago, and I took my daughter, and I was like looking around, and I was like, "Ain't nobody here in this bowl." Because I actually, <laughs> I actually went down to my seats when they were doing the anthem, so I was in the process of doing that, and I was like, "This is such bullshit." Like oh, yeah. nobody's out here doing this, and Jamal's right. At home, you're not standing like here. Yeah, Anthony's making, getting a, sand- wings. Making, Anthony's a making a sandwich. Bro. He's not stopping. Like I'm, I'm flipping channels. Yo, one, yeah. of, one, look, look. one of these games had to kick off. Look, <laughs> one of these Septembers, let's all go. I'm not even kidding. This is not one of these plans where you make them and then forget about them. Like, I'm dead serious about this. We'll get us. We'll get Gerard, whoever. We'll go to a bar. We'll watch some football, whatever the case may be. And let, let's see what happens when they play it at the bar. I know. No, nobody no, does that. Nobody's going to stand First up. First of all, you don't see it on TV. Yeah. That's another <laughs> thing. So you, even once a bar, you're not going to see it. They don't show it. I God forbid a black person is not standing. Oh, my God. <laughs> they can't even show it on TV anymore. Oh, my God. I'm, oh, my God. Well, we all, what's, what's the better plan First to do First of all, is, the NFL only does that because of the military deal anyway. And pay, 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 pay pictures. Yeah, yeah. That's all pay pictures. What's the better plan is we all should go to a game, all sit in a row, full of minorities, 
and not stand. Yeah, just that's what she like. Yo, I just ordered. And I want to see how many people get angry. Oh, there be some angry people there mm-hmm. for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I listen, can't wait to laugh. You at don't them. want me to be one of those people that ends up in a video fighting somebody else at a football. Because that's be, highly likely, no matter what the situation. <laughs> that's not even and true. I, and honestly, the, clo- the closest <laughs> thing to a Trump rally might be a football game. <laughs> I hate to say it, especially, especially when the anthem is played. college or pro. Especially when that anthem is played. Now I think about it. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a great point. <laughs> On to these numbers, which we have to explain. <laughs> which we got to explain to Anthony. So, Anthony, we uh, for our artwork, we always have a player uh, whose jersey number coincides with the episode we're doing. So, today is 92. Oh. I have a pretty good idea of who this is going to end up for being. 89, oh. we had. Who was 89? What wide receiver? Was I, were we here for that? Which one? Were, you nah. Have, no. Wait, who, nah, you weren't here for 89. Because 90 was Javon Curse. That that was with uh, Iron Eagle. Yeah, ninety one was De- De- Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. I'm pretty sure. Or was it Ron Artest? No, we did Ron Artest. We kept the Queensbridge. Oh, because but yeah, but who was eighty nine? Well, speaking of Trump rallies, you know how problematic Dennis Rodman could be. That's why I was like, uh, <laughs> I think he's a Trump supporter. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a shock. Yeah, like so we choose we choose some ninety two. What who do we got for ninety two? What do we got? Oh, I think it's a no brainer. I think it's a no-brainer. I think it's a no-brainer, 89 was my boy, Steve Smith. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Steve 90 Smith. was that's Javon Kurtz, and 91 was Ron Artest. Ron Artest. And 88 no. was, you were here You were here for 88. 88 was Michael Irvin. Irvin, right? yes. And, <laughs> and, and Gerard. <laughs> Gerard, I remember that. Yes, I remember. He wanted a certain other wide receiver. And we were like, like, no. That was Nabate who wanted to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Gerard didn't want to. I think he called him out. Gerard was trying to explain to him, bro, don't mention that name <laughs> on this podcast or anywhere. I got to text Levante back about that again, too. Oh, All right, 92. So we're going to start the bidding off in the obvious place of Deshaun Stevenson. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you said that with a straight face. Oh, I, I, I couldn't even I look I forgot at you. about that. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. All right. Lucas Nogueira. Who? Who? What are we doing? Basketball wait, wait a minute. All right, all right. Now we get Play to the Play for who? Uh, Dallas Mavericks. Oh. Wasn't he? No, no, no. That said, that's water a water Yeah. <laughs> Yo, how you going to get your people's wrong? Oh, they ain't my people. Water Nara is Mexican. Oh, Latinos, man. Come on. <laughs> Nagero was with the, with, he's Brazilian. He's with the Raptors. He's a dude uh, with a tattoo on his face. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Got you. That's a no. Not a lot of NBA players got face tattoos yet, although it's coming. Uh, Haloti Nada. No. Michael Strahan. Oh, that's that was what I was thinking. Oh, that's what you were thinking. Actually, thinking that's not who I'm I was. Uh, time, I was thinking. Hold on, we'll keep going. J- James Harrison. That's he gets an honorable mention. Okay. Albert Hainsworth. No. Wow, no. good player. Elvis Doomerville. Nah. Sean no. Rogers. Nah. Ted Washington. Nah. Michael Nylander, nah. hockey player. No. Sean Ellis. Nah. No. Reggie White. Yes. <laughs> that's where I was going. But Strahan could get on there too. Yeah, Strahan. But it's got to be. Reggie. I was going Strahan. I was going Strahan. I gotta go Reggie White. I have, I'm, and I got the vote. I got the Eagles hat on. <laughs> this is a, this oh, is paying true. homage to to what I, I was a fan as a youth of the Eagles. Why? I've, I've since moved on. <laughs> Why? I, <don't>, I think <laughs> it was, I feel like it was the first football game I watched when I was a kid, and they then they always had black Cunningham. Cunningham got you. Cunningham the McNabb. Right after that. Oh, yeah. They're, they're right. They're the anti Giants. Then as soon as Chip Kelly came on, I had to get out of there. Understood. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought no offense was, to Chip Kelly. I thought he was going to be bad, pretty good. It was good, a bad period. Who, what's your vote? Oh, Sean Ellis. What you think? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You could have been serious and actually voted for Strahan. I'm going for Strahan. Two Super Sean Bowl Ellis. Ones. Sean Ellis was nice. <laughs> and two oh, other, no one's going to back me up on this. Two other people are Hall of Famers. That have he, been has voted se- he has 70. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. He has 72 and a half career seconds. Is he a Hall of Famer? Nah, 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 nah. Okay. I don't think so. We're talking about Hall of Famers here. Are we? No, but I, listen, I grew up a Jet fan, and in my Jet fan days, so did Sean I, Ellis I, was one of – Sean Ellis and John Abraham were my guys. I understand All that. right? But you, can't, you have votes for Hall of Famers, and you came with a non-Hall of Famer. Yes, because I just explained to you that I'm a former He's Jet fan. He's a personal fan, Hall of Famer. And, yeah, I, I, right. I can't stand those. <laughs> oh, God, I can't stand personal Hall of Famer. That's hey, a whole other hey, podcast hey man, topic. Hey, man, two years of 11-plus sacks. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, not bad. Not bad. A lot of sacks. Sorry, Anthony, you've been outvoted. It's going to be, it's gonna be Reggie White. Yeah, you and your vote. vote your, your vote was the great Reggie White. Yeah, yeah. You did yeah. nothing with your vote. I mean, let me tell you something, that. though. A defensive front line with Reggie White, Michael Strahan, and Sean Ellis would have been nasty. It's unfortunate that couldn't have happened. It would have. Do you want to put, <laughs> put all three of them on the artwork? 
No. Okay. I didn't think so. All right. This 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 will be the uh, Reggie White episode. I, I don't make right. the artwork. I'll, I'll take that up with Matt and they see what he thinks. Take that up to Matt. Maybe we'll you know get maybe we'll get Sean Ellis on there and we'll get a uh, Michael Strahan on there. We'll see. Reggie uh, White. Thank you guys for joining. Ninety four. I'm voted for John Abraham. You heard it here first. Oh, oh boy. I'm trying. To, <laughs> I'm trying to think what the better options are. John Abraham was nice though. Ninety four. Hmm. That's a good one. We'll think about that when we get to that. Uh, Anthony. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank we appreciate you for, you for me. coming appreciate on here and, and, and talking. We definitely us. had to talk some baseball because you said baseball is your first love. Baseball is my first love. I kept love. that in the back of my head. Yeah, I was so like, all right. To, when the yeah, Mets, we didn't talk some baseball. I was like, when the Mets, I said, I literally said, when the Mets. Oh, I told score? Dexter, I was like, when the Mets turn oh, around. 3 3, by the way. Mets I told, tied it up. I told Dexter, see that? The new Mets. World Series. Uh, stop, I told, stop, <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Look at that. Came right back. Put that three right back on the board. I told Dex a while ago, I was like, yo, when the Mets turn it around, we're going to get Tony up here. No, we didn't say that. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. I hook my people up. That's true. No, I feel. I hope you know your whole appearance here was all based. I know. I know what. I know what. That's not even fair to you, man. I knew. But here's the thing. I knew. I said that knowing that it was going to happen. Okay, you killed me. I knew they were going to turn it around. Okay, you stop. What are you talking about? Stop. First, you was going to happen. Now you know they're going to go to World Series. Before we let you go, bro, we talking October. Are the Yankees going to go to World Series? I'm worried about their pitching. So I'm, I'm going with Houston. Okay. I think Houston beats them in the series. Yes, I agree. Yeah, okay. Okay. Do you do you think? I had well, to ask how that far do the Yankees even go? Do they get out the first round? As long as they they can go as far as they need to go until they run into Houston. Hmm. Okay. They, yeah. When I they run into Houston, that's who, it. Who else is gonna? Minnesota's probably gonna win that division. Cleveland right? will be. Oh, Cleveland, they're tied for division lead now. Oh yeah, that's right. Cleveland's coming back. Oh my boy Lindor. You know what I'm saying? I get one in there anyway. We got Lindor. We got Rosario. What up? One of them Puerto Ricans is going to get in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get somebody. All right, we're going to get somebody. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't know what, I don't know what to trust with you after you predict the Mets going to win the World Series. I don't know. How far are the Red Sox right well, now? They are. They are. 15 games He has Puerto Rican also. Yeah. That's why he's going to – yo, right. we out here, bro. Oh, you're, He's oh, going to turn it around. Okay. Remember, when we did the MSG segment, when we did the People's Talking Sports segment, they asked what New York – this is a true story because I'm going to put this on my reel. What New York City – uh, athlete, do you want to take a road trip with? I said Edwin Diaz. To where? Okay. Who cares? No, it, it I'll matters. be his wingman. We'll you want to go to Indianapolis to take man. that test? Y'all want to go to Indianapolis to take the test for okay, a road trip? Okay, first of all, I ain't going yeah, to Indianapolis. So. I didn't think Second so. Second of all, me and Edwin Diaz wouldn't go to Indianapolis. All right? Yeah, I didn't think so. You're probably You fine. said it didn't matter. You said where? No, 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 no. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> no, it matters. Like, come on. You're not sending me to like Montana. I could. I might not make it back. Like, I'm not going there. Good. Somebody at my job recently just took a road trip and went to Montana. Were they black? Exactly. <laughs> Were they Hispanic? <laughs> exactly. All right. <laughs> That's it for this episode of the Aon Self Podcast, episode 92. Thanks to our guest, Anthony Russian of New York Sports Day. You can check his work out there. Jamal Murphy of the Bros Podcast. Also on the Undefeated, hopefully having a good feature on uh, a Mets pitcher coming up soon. Not going to say too much about that. My name that. is Brian Fonseca, and I want my money. <laughs> <laughs> and he also wants his Puerto Ricans still, to get I'm into the still owe MLB money playoffs. by some people. I'm looking in this camera right now. <laughs> wow. Wow. Got, I know those people. You got 50 cent on here? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he'll, he'll teach you how to rob. He'll rob him. I'm still, I'm still waiting on some stuff from all from April. Man, <laughs> do you just want to I say their that. name? Oh, no, man. Okay, it's I, 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 I don't know if they want you. Thank you, guys. Later, man. Thank you, guys, again for uh, joining us. Uh, be sure to uh, subscribe to the podcast uh, on iTunes, wherever you guys listen to it. However, you support it, uh, support us on Patreon and check out our uh, other ventures. Side Hustle by Brian uh, is going on. Episode uh, three this week. Um, We also have the Sports Walk still continuing, wrapping up season three. You can catch Jamal. I believe that was episode three you were in. Mm -hmm. Anthony, we got to get you on the Sports Walk uh, fairly soon. We're going to get that done. Yeah, I got to walk in me. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to walk in. You got to walk in. Got one walk in me. One walk in me. That's that's cool. All we need is one walk. So support all those things. Um, and that's it for episode ninety two of the Hotel Podcast. Dex Henry, Brian Fonseca. You. Till next time, y'all. Peace. Shout out Sean Ellis. Nah, man. No Sean Ellis.